Mmm, that's good. Welcome to Digital Coffee, where I give you everything you need to know that's going on in the tech news. And actually, today is going to be mostly about the Google event, because it happened today. And they brought out a lot of things, a lot of interesting things, a lot of unsurprises, because they announced the Pixel phone and everyone knew it was coming. So, that was a very unsurprising announcement. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Dyster. Let's get on with... Other tech news first, and then I'll go into the Google event. So Google event will be last because I want to give kind of some extra opinions about it as well. But first, we got some Yahoo stuff. So Yahoo has, well, it has rebranded its main app to be more like Facebook in a way. So there is the Yahoo Newsroom where it will allow you to, you know, look through different types of categories for different types of news articles and all that stuff. However, it also allows you to post your own stories. So if you want to, you know, go, hey, you should check Digital Coffee out because it's great. You can do that. And I I won't even stop you at all. But yeah, it'll allow you to do that. It's going to be more like the Facebook newsfeed where you're just looking through, finding users, um, uploading their own articles that they think that you should be listening or reading or watching. And, uh, arguing as well because most of the time that's what yahoo comments are all about is arguing arguing about liberals and conservatives being awful and terrible and they're both at the same time so uh, they're both right anyways um it's interesting you know what yahoo is has not been doing well for quite a while and well this is kind of a way to get users back into using it a little bit more so why not you know allow them to upload news articles without having to wait for the feed to update and for them to see new things as well. So it should be interesting to see actually if this works or not. Lately in the past when they've brought out new apps, they've just floundered and have not done well. They've completely just, it just hasn't really been very good to be honest with you. And it could have been better, but it wasn't. So now, I just really don't understand Yahoo anymore. They're really confusing me, and they're just they're just making bad decisions. Nine times out of ten, they're making very bad decisions. So, here's the thing. Yahoo, yes, has been secretly scan scanning your emails and handing it over to U.S. intelligence. Now, this is in stark contrast to, say, Microsoft, Google, Facebook saying, no, we don't do that, that's awful, that's terrible. Yahoo's like, yeah, yeah, we did that. We we were asked to do it, so we did it. We built a tool specifically to enable to, you know, sort and, you know, look through your emails and then send it off to the U.S. intelligence. And the thing is, is that Marissa Mayer ordered the company's compliance uh, move that led to the departure of the chief information security officer. So... Well, it was her fault, basically. She's the one that spearheaded this, and she's the one that should probably take you know, a lot of heat for this. Because you want know to be honest with you, I don't know what she's actually done that's actually been really that great. And everybody's been telling me from all the news media that women are great, and they're going to be great CEOs, all of them. And, well, it's actually the contrast. It's going to be like men. There's going to be some really good ones, and there's going to be some really bad ones. So we all need to, you know, just relax and, you know, take it for what it is. People are people. People are going to make some really bad decisions. They're going to make some really great decisions. And right now, 
What I've seen from Yahoo is that they are making some pretty poor decisions. They just, the hacking and waiting two years, two years to tell us that they've been hacked. And it was a bad hack. It was 500 million emails hacked. And it just wasn't passwords. It was date of birth. It was uh, backup email addresses. It was your password. It was, it was, and your number, cell phone number as well. It was bad enough where it's like, Dude, you should have been bought a while ago. You should not really be around anymore because this is what you keep on doing. Now, there has been a response to Microsoft saying that um, they never received a request. Google's never received a, a request. And it's kind of like, well, that's it's all on Yahoo. Yahoo is... Uh, has been doing that and they've been doing that for a while nobody else has and it's a little worrying that this great and wonderful CEO that everybody praised when she came in uh, kind of was a little bit backhanded and actually did this to be honest with you I think it's time for her to go I don't care if you're you're a man or a woman if you do this type of stuff for this for this long you're not doing your job very well. To be honest with you, you're not doing your job. You're not doing anybody's job very well. If people are leaving in droves because of this, you're the problem. And I'm sick and tired of CEOs not taking the blame for it and then just blaming everybody else for it. Yes, I've been in those positions. It sucks. And CEOs probably, you know, since Verizon owns them now, I'm expecting them to probably ask. Uh, her to step down to be honest with you because this does not look good for them and they bought them and I'm pretty sure they're having a headache and I'm pretty sure they're like stop doing this why are you doing this you are making me you're making me go nuts stop it stop it now anyways moving on it looks like well you can now add your Periscope account to your Twitter profile yes on the web there is now going to be a, a space when you do the edit profile There'll be show my Vine profile, show my Periscope profile, and then you can click on either one of them, and then it will say, well, if you're actually live, live on Periscope with the link, or view on Periscope when you're not live at all. So for those of you who actually use it a lot and actually are pretty much a pretty good streamer on Periscope, uh, you should actually uh, you should actually use it and you know do that so you can get more people to you know view your things. I'm pretty sure that's how you want to do it. But yes, you have to go through the web to actually do it. I've tried it out a little bit today, and the only way to do it is to go through the web. So go through the web and do it. Uh, and this is really in reaction to Facebook Live and trying to counteract with the Facebook Live because Facebook is kind of taking over the, the popularity of that. Even though I think Periscope is a great, great platform. They just need to do a little bit better, you know, and all the other fun stuff. Hey. All right, moving on to Pinterest. Pinterest has actually hired their first CFO, who was a Twitter exec called Todd. His name, actually. It's not called. He is called Todd Morgenfeld. Uh, he was originally from Twitter, yes. And he is the first CFO or chief financial officers, officer. There's not more than one of him, but officer, in case you were wondering about that. But yes. He is their first one. Now, there could be some speculations about this. There was a recent uh, document released about um, Pinterest financials and how much it was making. And it looked like it was not 
well, making up to what it should have been. It should have been 169 million, and it was only 100 million, so they're about 69 million off, which is a pretty big number to be off of, to be honest with you. So, I think they're looking to probably streamline, be more efficient, and actually, you know, get their accounting in order. Plus, Pinterest has been making big moves on uh, advertising with promoted pins. We're actually allowing uh, business pages to actually just promote their pin right through just opening up a pin specifically and doing a campaign through that. Plus with the video and their interesting ways of doing video, they're looking for more and more ways to push out the ads, get the revenue up, because they've been valued about $2.8 billion, which is a little bit down from uh, what they were a year ago, which was actually quite significantly down. So it should be interesting to see what's going on. They have said before that they're not looking to do an IPO or initial public offering, which means that uh, business is going public and you can buy stocks for that. They're not looking to do that quite yet. They're looking to just grow their business, which is, you know what, to be honest, right now in this kind of environment, that's actually a pretty smart move for right now. I don't really see them going all crazy like that, but let's see what happens. Uh, I think Twitter's still a great platform. Not Twitter, excuse me. Pinterest is still a great platform. Actually, they're both to me. But Pinterest is still a great platform, and I think that there's value in that. And I do think they have a niche. Uh, I think that you need to maybe accelerate a little bit more on their e-commerce and their Bible pins because of what Facebook's doing, which I'll be talking about soon. But, yes, they should probably accelerate that a little bit more because, well, they're going to be running into a lot of stiff competition against Facebook soon. And, well, Facebook's trying to eat everything in the Internet world. And moving on to that. All right, so Facebook announced that it's doing Facebook Marketplace and that you can buy and sell things. Well, not directly through it, but you can meet at a spot to make an offer and then you can meet and then, you know, make a transaction. This is, well, Facebook has tried to get into the marketplace for quite some time, since early to mid-ish, 2005, nine, sorry, 2009, um, they have been trying to get into the marketplace. It failed to actually connect, and so, oh, sorry, 2007. So 2007, I was a couple of years off, they, you know, made a marketplace for classified listings for sale things, housing jobs, etc. didn't really take off, it didn't have massive success. In 2009, they transferred it to Odell, which was a commerce platform powering it, which was shut down in 2014. Now they kind of brought it back with for sale options. Uh, this was last year over groups, which almost made a quarter of its 1.71 billion users now visit it each month. And in October 2015, it began testing local markets. Now, what it actually has in the market is there's a couple of main features. There's browse to buy, sell your stuff, and search for surroundings. And it's looking through, the search for surroundings looking through specific categories like household or electronics or whatever you're looking for. Sell your stuff is where you are the actual seller and browse to buy is where you can actually browse to buy and actually make offers, ask if it's still available, what conditions it in, and you know negotiate, haggle, and do all this fun stuff. Now I understand why they did it because of, well, Craigslist is a, was a great spot, I should say, for that, but it's it hasn't really innovated as well as it should have been. It should have have been for a while. It's still in its original state for quite a while. And I understand why it's doing it because it is uh, familiar to people. People know how to use it. It's there's not a lot of ways to get around that. 
However, uh, it just it just really hasn't done a great job of it, and there's been a lot of different other startups kind of snatching it away from it. So from like Airbnb to Lyft to uh, StubHub to Quora, even for getting answers uh, questions answered to Etsy for homemade stuff, anything. It's been slowly losing ground. And so this is Facebook's chance to jump in and do it with kind of just selling things. Now, I I really don't like Facebook that much. I really despise it. It is really just eating up the web. I, that's why I don't really want it to buy Twitter. I hope it never buys Twitter. I really want a lot of businesses to say no to acquisition from Facebook or even Google for that matter. I'm fine if small businesses kind of rise up and, you know, challenge these big ones because that's what needs to happen. The reason why I'm pleading with everybody to not use Facebook Marketplace, even though I know you will, is because, seriously, we don't need Facebook to have another avenue of what it's doing well with. I'm sick and tired of it either stealing, borrowing, whatever you want to call it, and making it its own. And I'm talking about it borrowing so much from Snapchat that it's getting a little annoying that Facebook cannot innovate by itself anymore. It has to rely on other startups to steal it from, to be honest with you. So I am not in favor of this whatsoever. I could care less about this. I hope it dies, but it won't. There will actually be some type of a marketplace for it. I do hope it finds a niche, but it still doesn't kill Craigslist or any other type of startup whatsoever. Now, it's gonna, it does have a front and center button, and so instead of Messenger, it's going to have the Marketplace icon instead, so they're trying to really push this in. Eventually, I could see this, if it actually does really well, it's going to be open to businesses and other people to actually buy ads and sell it through that way. So it could become a very big Etsy uh, competitor, plus eBay, plus Craigslist. Now, the stocks of Etsy and and eBay kind of didn't do very well because I actually do full disclosure, I do own a couple stocks in both of them. Now I'm not giving you financial advice whatsoever, so don't take my advice on that. But uh, investors were, ah, look at Facebook's gonna do this, they're gonna, you know, take it over, it's over, they're both gonna be done. No, 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 there's still gonna be room for them. There's still gonna be room for it. I don't care what you think. eBay already has a well-established uh, User base, it's not going away. Etsy, yes, it has uh, curated homemade items for quite some time. Plus, the good side, of, the good thing about it is that you can buy it straight through Etsy. You can't buy it straight through Facebook. They take absolutely no liability for whatever happens. You go through the police if anything happens with you. The only thing they will do is just stop whoever's been selling his stuff, and that's really about it. But you cannot buy through it. You can meet up and you know, do the transaction, but I mean, they're they're banking on that um, people will not be so nefarious or hostile toward each other because you know who you're dealing with, which could work. It could, it could, it really depends. That's all I'm saying, everybody. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, moving on to the Google event. Yes, everything that happened with Google Day. So they they announced the Pixel Phone, which wasn't a big surprise. They announced uh, Daydream, which is their VR unit. They announced Google Home, the Google Wi-Fi system, and um, the Chromecast or Google Cast, the uh, 4K version of it. And that was the main event that they actually did. So first, let's get on with uh, the Pixel 
phone. Now there's two of them, the Pixel and the Pixel XL. So it was not a big surprise whatsoever, to be honest with you. Everybody knew this was coming out. There's been leaks upon leaks upon leaks about this. Even the right specs were leaked a while ago. So the specs are, it's got a Snapdragon 821 or 821, which is one of the newest uh, chips from Qualcomm. It has got 4 gigs of RAM, which is actually pretty good. It has got 32 or 128 gigabytes of hard drive space, depending on what it is. And if you get the Pixel, it is 5 inch. The Pixel XL is 5.5 inch. It's got a 12 megapixel camera that they have claimed that is one of the best mobile cameras out there. It's also got image stab stabilization for video cameras to make it super steady as they showed at the conference. Now, mind you, all that is marketing speak, so we have to wait until actual reviews come out for this to actually happen because you don't really know and a lot of companies like to, you know, accent what it is. The bigger event was when they were unveiling the Pixel phone was a Google Assistant where it will allow you to not only use it with Allo but also within the phone. So it was baked into the phone this time, which is actually kind of cool. So you can do a little bit more with it with reservations. It's a little bit more conversational so you don't have to give it as much context as you did before prior to um, Google Assistant, and they've rebranded obviously from Google Now to Google Assistant. So it's all gonna be done through that. But the main event was the AI-powered system with they're showing off, well, making reservations, uh, buying concert tickets, doing Uber, and they are opening this up to third-party um, app developers as, as well, and they showed off kind of with OpenTable, with Uber as well, so I could see a lot of great functionality with this. It would be cool would be, you know, just doing a status update through Twitter or, or tweet through Twitter, excuse me, if you do the right terminology. So a status update with Facebook or even checking out, you know, latest videos from anything you follow or, as it says, if you want to listen to some music, it will figure out that you like to, you know, go to YouTube to actually listen to that. So there was a lot of interesting functionality and it's crazy accurate it is pretty much really accurate so it should be interesting to see what it actually does now the camera was interesting because they did claim that uh, a, a, a website that uh, reviews anything from DSLRs to mobile cameras is that it was the highest rated mobile camera out there with 89 and the iPhone was 87 by two points but it's significant enough to make people uh, turn their heads and go er really that's actually pretty good. Now, it will come in three colors. It will come in uh, a silver, a really blue, and a very black. To be honest with you, it's just silver, blue, and black. I mean, the, the really, the, the adjectives are yeah, whatever. Um, but the, the to me, the blue actually looks really interesting. I actually like the blue, the black, and whatever, and the white. It's, it's, it's or silver, silver, it's silver. Now, it will be able to um, work with the live uh, cases with either pictures or what's going on with it as well. Uh, it also, really in the United States, you can only get it through Verizon unless you want to do a financing option through the Google Store or the Project uh, Fi, which is Google's own thing as well. So you are limited in what you can buy, but there are leasing options through the Google Store as well. Now it's not cheap. Now the Pixel is 649, that's a 32 gig version I'm pretty sure. And uh, 
it's a hundred dollars more for the XL for that 0.5 more um, bigger screen. You do get a bigger battery with the XL, but the, really the rest of the specs are the same between both of them. The only difference is the bigger screen size and bigger battery. Uh, so if you think a hundred dollars worth more, then go ahead. Uh, now the great thing is if you do get the Pixel phone, you do get um, a really great offer with Google Photos where you get the unlimited storage of the full resolution of videos and pictures with it. So allow you to help with that storage space because those pictures are probably going to fill up your storage space quite a bit. Not going to lie. It's going to be quite a bit. So check that out. And if you're looking for a new phone, this actually might be one for you to actually get. And like I said, it's not cheap. So be on the lookout for it. And if you actually want the specifics of what the names of the colors are, it's quite black, really blue, and very silver. It's just blacks, blue, and silver, to be honest with you. Now to move on with, I already said the Daydream View, and it's actually supposed to be really cheap. It's actually supposed to be 80 bucks for a VR unit, which is actually pretty inexpensive to what other uh, units are. And that's HTC Vive is about 800 bucks. So it's quite a disparity. Now it's 30% lighter than any other VR unit out there right now. Uh, the Pixel is the first phone to be Daydream ready, and any other phone after that actually gets this uh, 7.0 update will be VR ready as well. Now they have about 50 experimental partners including photos, play music, YouTube, Street View, and also Netflix, HBO, The New York Times, and Hulu as well. So if you're looking to get your VR unit that actually might be the one for you because it's really cheap. Now the Chromecast Ultra was also announced and it's 4K compatible as well. Now the price is a lot more than the original. It's about uh, $79 for it and it will be available in November as well. But it also have delivers high dynamic range or HDR and Dolby Vision output as well. Now it, look, it very much looks like a hockey puck. Now it has the G on there instead of a Chromecast uh, branding on it. So they really are focusing on the Google branding over the Chromecast. Chromecast branding. Man, I can't just say that word. Um, but it's supposed to be 1.8x faster than the previous version, so it's all. But it is more expensive. So it's about double the price of the original of the Chromecast, so take that on consideration. Now, also, the Google Home was once again announced again, uh, this time with an actual firm release date and pricing for it as well. So if you're in the market for an Echo-like device, you might look, want to look into this, especially if you use a lot of Google products. Now it's $129. It's available for pre-order. It will ship November 4th, uh, and it will have uh, various different ways of connecting the device with Nest, Samsung SmartThings, Philips, and IFTTT, which is very popular with a lot of people. Um, but it will also be showcasing the more improved assistant and we'll be able to learn different things about you, like what your favorite music is, and also understand contextual awareness of how you say different things. So, for example, if you use a lot of Spotify and music, it will understand that you want to stream it through Spotify instead of well, Google Music and all, and all the other specific things. However, it will probably, you know, want you to be interested in using Google Play Music, but it will actually understand what you're actually using, and that's what the focus is. Now, there's different colors for it as well, with mango, marine, violet, carbon, snow, and copper. Ooh. But 
like I said, if you're in the market for one of those, this could be something you could look at. There's also the Amazon Echo, which is still really robust and really good, actually, unit for it. But yes, that's one of them. And one of the last ones that I actually announced was Google Wi-Fi. Um, now, this is a kind of in conjunction with the OnHub. Now, the OnHub made it kind of a way for you to easily set up your Wi-Fi. What this actually does is it helps to eliminate dead zones. Now, you can buy a single access point for $129 or a three-pack for $300. And what this does is that you place these different little access points in different rooms. And what it will do is kind of have a little bit more of a spatial awareness of it and will also have be able to do high bandwidth and keep your devices connected because having one access point it kind of does make some areas of the room have not as strong signal the Wi-Fi as other rooms because what Wi-Fi is doing is going through walls and walls can be a little thick and that can eventually lose signal strength so if you're in the market for better Wi-Fi Google Wi-Fi could be for you now it's all depending if you want to spend this much money or not my feeling about Google um, event was, well, the Pixel was a duh. I kind of would have rather liked them rebranded to all Nexus devices because I do like that name a little bit better. The phone looks interesting. The phone looks like a, it could hold up against the iPhone, which I think Google is trying to do now. It's still not getting rid of its other um, developers or OEMs, the ones that manufacture the phones. It's using HTC, who ironically was the first one to make the first Nexus phone. So it's kind of like a, I kind of like what they're doing with that. Um, I like how they're finally unifying all the brands because the problem with Google is that it has done a terrible job unifying it. For example, look at the messaging apps. You have Messenger. You have Messages, which is kind of just always comes with Android. You have Hangouts. You have uh, Allo. You have Duo. Those are five. Oh, and Spaces, six. That's group messaging, if you didn't know. You have six messaging apps. You do not need six messaging apps. I get that they're rebranding Hangouts to be more enterprise, which is fine. But seriously, have a unifying brand. It's it's really getting annoying, even for tech people, where it's like, oh my gosh, why all these, why all this? Like, I'm hoping that Allo and Duo actually merge together just to be Allo and Duo, Duo together which I think would be a smarter move. And then kind of just getting rid of Messenger and Messages to get rid of two of them. Maybe bringing in Spaces to be part of it too so you can have group chats as well because specific group chats just for group chatting, I just feel like it's it's not really needed. Like I get what they're trying to do with it. It's just I don't think it I don't think it's going to have the traction that it needs. Google's been trying different things and it was it's great for a time, but sometimes they just got to really just focus on what they do well and they're just not social messaging is kind of what they're not really getting very well is kind of how i'm feeling right right now about it um with the home i think it's a good competitor against uh amazon i think it's going to help amazon step up their game plus uh google does have a little bit more of a lead on that with everything that's gone going on with it plus people use the its hardware and software all just as much or way more and it's more diverse than what Amazon is offering right now. So it should be a really great competitor for Amazon and I love competition. I don't care who it is as long as they're giving competition. So it should be interesting to see how well it actually does. Now the Wi-Fi is an interesting thing. I think it's actually a great thing to actually kind of bring more robust 
enterprise um, options to the consumer market because now usually it's just been you only need one Wi-Fi but that's not really working anymore and people want their Wi-Fi fast and having one access point doesn't really give you really fast Wi-Fi to be honest with you so I kind of like it it's still a little pricey for that now the biggest thing and the biggest surprise was the price of the daydream VR unit or virtual reality unit now that's a, a great price point to get people into VR because the biggest problem right now with VR is that Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, uh, Samsung one, whatever it's called, I forget what it's called, uh, the PlayStation one as well. They're all they're all still over a hundred dollars, a little too expensive. With this, it's well, it's a lot lighter, which is great because uh, the main reason why people can't play VR that long is because the headset gets really heavy after a while. But this is lighter. It's also at a great price point, under a hundred dollars. So people are, can be looking to actually get it, plus it's a little bit more mobile. The HTC Vive is not mobile, but that's more for hardcore gamers anyways. And I think this is a great entryway into VR. So it's going to get people into VR and probably more interested in it. So maybe the industry will actually flourish, because right now it's not going to really flourish with the $800 unit that you have to buy from HTC, or the $500, $600 unit from Oculus Rift. And it brings a little bit more competition into making it lighter, making it more efficient, and all this other great stuff. So I like where Google's going with all this stuff. Now, the biggest surprise was I didn't really hear much about the, the operating system. I saw some little tidbits about it, but that wasn't front stage. What was front and center stage was their AI. That was their biggest, that was their biggest thing. I mean, the phones was not the biggest surprise because we already knew it was coming out. We already knew what it was gonna be, so that wasn't the biggest surprise. But, like I said before, I'm excited to see what the Pixel phone will do. I'm excited to see if it will actually will measure up or even uh, exceed the iPhone and actually be a really true competitor to the iPhone. Plus, if you want vanilla Android, this is the best vanilla Android to actually get. Samsung's great and all, but it's not vanilla Android whatsoever. They have a lot of their own bloatware, and I, I really just don't like that at all. So I will put all the links for that in the show notes for you guys. And that's kind of what I think about what the event was. It was a great event. It was it had a lot of great things to showcase and show off, even though we knew most of them already. Pixel phone really wasn't that big a surprise. But hey, that happens in today's world where nothing is really held secret for very long anymore. Also, you want to try out, I'll put the... Um, Facebook Marketplace and Messenger Lite for those people that have uh, data caps and want to make sure they're keeping their data caps on low. This will actually help them with it. It's it's Messenger Lite. It's basically the light version of Messenger. And it's available for Android and iOS. And all right, guys, that is the end of Digital Coffee. Yes, it was mostly all about uh, Google because well, Google took the main stage today. But join me tomorrow. I actually did this a day later where I talk about marketing news and marketing blend. Yes, it should be interesting to see what's going on in there. And always be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook, Digital Coffee, Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast, uh, VineDigital.coffee, Periscope Digital CO77EE. I'm going to try to actually do that more often as well. Uh, so many things to do more often. Um, 
Also, I'm on Anchor at Digital Coffee as well. So if you want to talk to me with Waves, you can do that as well. I try to do an update as much as I can. Um, Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast and player.me at Digital Coffee. Also, support me if you like these podcasts on Patreon at Digital Coffee as well. All right, guys. See you tomorrow, Marketing One. Have a good night. Later.